Good morning and welcome to Wednesday, November the 20th in 2019 on When I Rise. We will be praying the auxiliary text for the week, which is actually a New Testament text. It's in Luke chapter 1 as we're inching towards the season of Advent or the season right before Christmas. Uh, we are in year C proper 29 or the 24th Sunday after Pentecost, which is announcing the reign of Christ. So I will read Luke chapter 1. I will give a couple thoughts of reflection and then we'll pray prayers along those themes from the text this morning. Thanks again for making us part of your morning. Let's pray together on When I Rise. Luke chapter 1 verses 68 through 79. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David as he had said through his holy prophets long ago, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to rescue us from the hand of the enemies, to enable us to serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go out before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation, through the forgiveness of their sins. Because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. This is the word of God for us. All right, all right, let me offer a couple of words of reflection over Luke chapter 1. Once again, this is year C, and this is toward the end of year C of our lectionary, which is all about prophecy. And so what the lectionary divines have chosen is to put this prophecy as late as possible in the year in order to get us closer to Christ. Uh, This is Zechariah's song. Zechariah is the father of John the Baptist, a key uh, figure in the New Testament. And John the Baptist is the forerunner. Uh, to Jesus himself. John the Baptist, as Zechariah says here, is going to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. And so what we have here is the week before Advent starts, which is the season of waiting for Jesus, is this last and latest prophetic picture of the arrival of God among us. Uh, this is what I think this is an important point that the lectionary tries to make, is that all prophecy leads to Jesus. It leads to closer and closer to Jesus. And so on this last week, we get close, uh, just one person away from announcing the arrival of Jesus. What I love about this song is just a couple things, just a couple notes I want to make is how um, salvation soaked the imagination of Zechariah was as he revealed this prophecy. If you can just imagine a guy like Zechariah, he lives in a country uh, where he barely has any food, barely has uh, any money, and you look around and the world's full of chaos, it's full of problems and issues, and you can imagine, what are you going to think about all day long whenever you see nothing but hardships and persecution and famine and uh, scarcity around you? It would be easy for people from this community to lack hope, but even in the midst of their hardships, what we find here is just a shining light of hope that God is about to do something. Um, And you'll notice the many different ways this spreads out in his prophetic text. He talks about a horn of salvation, which is a stronghold from the house of David, basically saying God has not forsaken his promises to us. That uh, there's going to be salvation from our enemies and all who hate us. I love this line in verse 72. To show mercy to our ancestors. 
The ancestors were waiting and waiting for God to do stuff, and nothing ever happened in their time. And so they uh, lived their whole life in expectation, and it was never fulfilled. Excuse me, a little call to the office there. It was never fulfilled, and so what you have is um, this expectation that uh, God is going to even free them from all the anxieties that they had from all the years in their past. Um, well, I think another thing about this is cool is uh, if you remember the story of Zechariah, he was um, working in the temple when an angel Gabriel came to him and told him about the arrival of his son. And the, the angel had so many great things to say about John, about what he was going to do and all the things that God was going to promise. And Zechariah's response was uh, to uh, not believe it. In fact, he asked a lot of questions. He's like, how can this be? I mean, I'm old. My wife is old. How can this be? And so Gabriel kindly told him that he's not going to speak for nine straight months um, until uh, his son was born. And so here is the first words of Zechariah after nine months of being mute and silent through the whole process of John being born. And his words are not bitter. His words are uh, not accusatory. He's not angry at God, but it's an explosion of praise. And I just wonder if this is not a picture of what our transformation looks like as well as the people of God. Um, that we perhaps are filled with doubt, just like Zechariah. Uh, we don't believe all the wonderful things that God could do in our life and through our life and the world around us. And so God stuns us with silence so that our next words, our next posture can be that of praise and of adoration. And so maybe that is what we need to be praying for. Many of us, I think if we were to take account of our words, we would say, man, like uh, nothing but terrible things are happening and we're snarling a lot and we are snarky and we're sarcastic and we're barely affirming. Uh, we're blaming politicians. We're blaming culture. We're blaming this person and that person. And rarely do words of praise come from the depths of our soul. And so maybe we need to be challenged as we look at Zachariah's response to what God has done. It's not to be bitter. It's not to be accusatory. It's not to place blame, but it's to offer words of hope and praise. So let's pray along those themes as we gather for prayer this morning. Father God, as we spend some time praying before you this morning, we allow our souls to rise up to meet you, and our souls uh, have a, a chance to be embittered, they have a, a chance to be discouraged this morning, but we choose because of who you are and what you've done for us to be grateful. Uh, this whole life, this day, the air that we have in our lungs, the friendships that we have, the tasks that we had uh, have ahead either at school or at work are a gift from you. And so our first words are thank you this morning. We um, extend our hands, we extend our voices, and we uh, embrace you as our holy God, our heavenly Father who cares for us. And so gratitude fills our being this morning. God, we thank you for the prayer and the prophecy of Zechariah, his song of praise after the birth of his son, John. We thank you that uh, uh, he, what we see here is that even though your servant was afflicted, even though um, his life was dogged uh, with hardships and with persecution, and perhaps bewilderment and estrangement that he chooses to be thankful. He chooses to have an imagination that's soaked with your salvation and with the hope of what things will become. And so God, this morning, for those of us who are downcast, uh, we say like the psalmist David, 
Uh, we ask our soul, why are you downcast, oh my soul? Put your hope in God. And so today we choose to put our hope in God. And we ask that you give us the grace and the courage to do so. God, we also thank you for the shape of uh, Zechariah's story. How even though he started his story uh, as this unfolding narrative of his son's arrival, even though he started with unbelief uh, and with uh, kind of cutting questions uh, towards you and disbelief of what you might be able to do, we thank you that he went through a process of transformation. And so his next words were not, after a long time of silence, bitterness or accusation. Um, he was filled with praise. And God, we think that's the shape of our life, that we enter into the family of God. And we may not have the faith needed for the faithful life. Uh, we may not um, have the optimism that you could do much um, in and through our lives. But we thank you that you work within us, and oftentimes it's very silent, almost unrecognizable. And we turn from people who complain to people who praise. So God, this morning I pray that you take us further down that transformation process. I pray that you train us, that you remind us through our active memory of your faithfulness, recognizing up to this point how far you've brought us, that we would face this day with words of praise. That our whole life, the things that we say, the things that we think, the things that we do today would be an offering of gratitude towards you. That we would be uh, people who long to worship you, who kiss towards you. Uh, definition of worship, to kiss towards you in love. So God, may we respond to your great love to us in Christ with love back, in obedience, with gratitude, with humility and kindness towards all others around us. So God, take up our story. Allow it to be soaked with your salvation. Allow us to be filled with praise today. Ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.